Welcome back into the world of cannabis, everybody. We have a very special guest joining us on the show today. It's an absolute honor to be able to share this woman's story and hear how cannabis has saved and is saving her life. Her name is Ganja Girl. This woman is truly an inspiration, and her accounts speak volumes on the positive effect cannabis can have on an individual's life. For those of you who don't know her, you should, and we will learn by the end of our conversation how extremely prevalent in the cannabis community she is. Ganja Girl has an incredible following on social media and around the world as she constantly associates with prominent figures in the world of cannabis. Be sure to check Ganja Girl out on Instagram, that's spelling G-O-N-J-A-G-I-R-L. Today, we will hear her exposition and opinions of this wonderful flower. If anybody needs guidance with ventures into the world of cannabis, Ganja Girl is your go-to source for advice. She has a true passion for marijuana and what it can do for humanity. Reach out to Ganja Girl and she will show you the way because there is no greater knowledge than through experience and she has lived and still lives it. Her social media presence and connections with SEO expert Tropical, that's his Instagram handle, it's like Tropical but with an O instead of an I, will surely get you where you need to be. With that being said, she's an amazing human being in general. The first time we spoke on the phone, I remind you she was a complete stranger to me at the time. We spoke for 45 minutes because she was so pleasant to talk to. Our visions of cannabis aligned almost eerily. She truly symbolizes what the world of cannabis stands for. This woman is a pioneer of the cannabis industry. She eats, sleeps, and breathes cannabis literally. We are sharing her narrative in one episode, but frankly, Ganja Girl deserves a whole series due to the impact she is having on the world of cannabis. Without further ado, I am proud to present to you, Ganja Girl. Welcome into the world of cannabis, Ganja Girl. How are you doing on this wonderful day? Karen, ah! <laughs> what, a, what an incredible introduction. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank, thank you for coming on the show. This is, this is an, my honor, honestly. You, you're, you're such a such a reach on social media and around the world. It's it's incredible. So tell us a little bit about yourself, I guess, to, to kind of set the stage for this episode here. Well, you know, um, I can. I don't know how far back you want me to go. Let's just go back to my surgery. I had surgery at March 9th of 09, 2009. I have two screws in my back. I was in pain management for nine years. Oh, wow. And I'm just choosing to live my life with cannabis without narcotics. I want to show everyone how important it is to know that cannabis cures and narcotics kill. You've mentioned that before, and I, I really like that. that. That really resonates with me for some reason. The cannabis cures and narcotics kills, that truly does speak volumes of kind of where we're at in just the cannabis community and with with the opioid pain management. We want to learn how cannabis has changed your life for the better. Tell us how following your surgery, cannabis has helped you become 100% free of opioids for pain management. We can read and research about cannabis as an alternative to opioid use all we want, but hearing a real-life experience like this has to make someone a believer in cannabis so like you already said the background of the surgery but the use of opioids for pain management afterwards and how they negatively impact you and also how cannabis was there to save the day oh my goodness oh, I, uh, ooh. this is a touch this is very it's emotional i have to tell you um being on opioids Versus cannabis, I must tell you, a night and day difference. I don't even know where to start as far as the clarity that I have not be 
keen on opioids. I was on nine pills for nine different reasons. Oh, wow. And now I just medicate with cannabis. And the clarity that I have in my life is amazing. It's amazing. The, the nine different prescriptions you were taking, cannabis can substitute for all of those and, and still serve the same purpose, if not better, like you're, like you're saying here. That's, it, yes. It's, I am not here to tell anyone that they should not take their medicine if they need it. But if, it, if cannabis can make you take less of your medicine, then so be it. It is important to know that cannabis can help you take less of your synthetic medicine. And that's and that's a win in anybody's book, I think for sure. If you if you could take less of an addictive synthetic substance and substitute for for a natural, pure, organic substance, I mean that, that's that's a no brainer. That, that's an absolute yeah. no brainer. Even if you aren't completely weaned off, like you said, even if it's just a little bit of a limit, that's a win. That's that's got to be a win for our bodies, for our minds, for for everything, for everything. And so you're. Yeah, make no mistake that there are people out there that need medicine for their heart, for their diabetes. They need medicine. They need synthetics. Again, if cannabis can help you take less of those synthetics, it is safer. Very well said. Very well said. Now, now, years after your surgery, tell us how cannabis is still there for you when you are in need. So that kind of, I guess, branches from the last question. But how, how's cannabis still there for you whenever you're in need? Every single day. I have nerve damage from my back surgery. I have pain in my leg, in my hip, in my thigh, and Taking narcotics is not an option for me anymore. Cannabis is my cure. So what it does is it deadens the pain. It helps with my anxiety. It helps with my depression. All of it. All, all in one. An all-in-one treatment. Yes. There you go. You, you know, um... All I have to do is take a, a hit of a, of, of a joint and everything's okay versus, oh, I can take, you know, I was prescribed antidepressants and you have to wait six weeks. With cannabis, all you need is one minute. One minute compared to six weeks for, for, the, for the onset of effects. That's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, think about it. You're depressed and you need to feel better. And you go to a doctor and they give you a pill and they say, okay, you'll be feel better in six weeks. Well, guess what? Uh, a joint, take a hit off, take a hit and you feel better in seconds. Seconds to weeks. That's seconds <laughs> to months, to weeks, months. Yes. And, 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 and everybody needs to know how important it is to. Know what your limits are. We we spoke about this one time before, but uh, but what what forms and administration methods you use, and why? I know we talked about before with just edibles, people people having to watch the dosage they take, the when they eat it, how they eat it, and just it, being prepared. It, thank you for touching on that, Cameron. Honestly, because it is so important to know how everything affects you. Edibles are very strong. 
Edibles send a lot of people to the emergency room. Oh, yes, they do. Because they eat a little bit and it doesn't, it, they don't wait long enough. Education is key. Everybody needs to know what they're taking. You take an edible, how much are you taking? How many milligrams are you taking? What strain are you taking? Do you know what you're taking? Most people don't. And then they eat too much and then they get so high and now you go, yes. But meanwhile, meanwhile, if uh, that smaller dosage was taking, like, like say, if you, when you, how you're more experienced with it, you know what works for you. If somebody else knows what works for them, it makes the experience that much more enjoyable and that much more effective, essentially, too, for the medicinal side of things. Exactly, and everybody is different. So, what I take for what works for me might not work for you. So everyone needs to know it's it's a medicine. Cannabis is medicine and it needs to be distributed for an individual basis does that make sense right no that that, that's a very good point actually it does need to be treated more like medicine and prescribed like for a specific individual specific ailment it's going to be different than another certain individual with a different ailment even though it's the same plant same compounds just the different ratios different strains like you mentioned are are, are gonna are gonna differ with the differing ailments as well and how how I like this question a lot, but how have you seen the world of cannabis evolve from when you first started exploring into this world until now? And then also, second part of that question, where do you think cannabis is headed in the future? So we'll start with the first one, though. How has it evolved from when you started using cannabis until now? <laughs> I'm 55 years old. I've been smoking weed for 40 years. How I did not think for one second that I would be able to hold it marijuana card honestly legally go to the store and buy it yeah i can i can i have a card i can go to a dispensary and buy it are you kidding me i did not see this in my lifetime i'll tell you that that's straight up i'm being honest with you look and look at us now how many states are legal and where are we going it's only going up and up and up and up Right, right. In in the past five years, even we've moved at light speed. I can't even really fathom where we're headed in the next five, ten years. Once it gets more mainstream, how, how do you think it's going to impact? Just even say in conjunction with the alcohol or against the say even alcohol and tobacco industry. Do you think it's going to take some of the lion's share? Absolutely. Cannabis is safer than alcohol. And I think once people start to realize that, the actual facts and truth behind cannabis, even just by itself and compared to other substances, it's going to make it more and more prevalent. It's going to be just a, a commodity just like any other commodity in our country and across the world. And since you have... There will come a day where you can go buy a loaf of bread and then the store next door, you can go buy your cannabis and it's just going to be that simple it's only a matter of time 
I like that. I like that. And, and we are we are headed in that direction. There's kind of there's really no doubt about it at that point. But why it's taking so long, that's a that's a different different story. I, I feel like a lot of it does come down to the money side of things. But it's it's kind of kind of a tough issue right now. The facts are starting to come out, so that's really all we can all we can ask for. And since you have seen both sides of the coin, what are your thoughts on the pharmaceutical industry? Right, right. The pharmaceutical right. industry is trying, or no, I'm not going to say trying. They're, they want to be in the cannabis industry. It's how do they get in the cannabis industry? It's federal. Until, right. until certain laws are passed, oh, I'm gritting my teeth right now. Right, right. Now you always you always try to reemphasize the whole positive side of things, and it, it is it is tough with the pharmaceutical industry because there there is so much negative because. The, when you look at the actual facts behind it, they they aren't all positive, but but we will try to remain in this positive light. But we we can't we can't really forget the fact how cruel and 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 evil the the pharmaceutical industry essentially is but they are they are trying to get and kind of change their tune if you will but they are caught in the middle right now caught in the middle uh, I don't know. okay it's all about money Cameron it's all about money it's all about money and and until they can find a way to capitalize off the cannabis industry, it's they're they're gonna they're gonna stick with what's making them money, and that's and that's prescription medications right now for them at least. Money, it's all about money. That's the thing. People ask me all the time, why is cannabis not legal? You want to know why? Money. money. Randolph Hearst is that is that the paper company dealing with uh, dealing with the hemp side of things, trying to trying to yep. ban hemp so he can yep. so he can profit off his his paper company. Yes, exactly. No, when you have your spare time, go, just go back to the nineteen twenties on Randolph Hearst, and he created a paper a machine to make paper. And that and that's what started that's what started the the downfall of of cannabis because well cannabis was in the pharmacies from what was it, 1850 on and then all of a sudden and that's what happened that's it what was ha- legal. it was legal and then you know what happened was Randolph Hearst created a paper machine so to. Yeah, for trees, paper. So he wanted paper instead of cannabis, and he won. And the the lumber industry wants that. the The paper industry wanted that. Everything it it just ties into that that big money. Essentially, the big money couldn't get in on on the cannabis as much as they they could with the with the paper in that regard at that time at least. And then hemp. Do you know what it takes to grow hemp versus Trees? It's isn't it ridiculously less 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 oh, everything? Oh dear lord! Absolutely yes, yes. You can grow. 
God. It's overwhelming how much hemp and cannabis you can grow versus the time it takes to grow a tree. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have trees. Don't make make no mistake. Right, right. That's but not what I'm saying too. The forest needs to grow. But for but, for not for paper, not for paper, not to be just cut back down and and wildlife destroyed and the nature destroyed, the trees destroyed everything. That that's not what that's not what trees are for. No, no, they're not. But, but when there when there's money in the equation, yes, yes they are, yes they are. They they say money doesn't grow on trees, but I guess for Rand, Randolph Hearst, it it did, it did. And we we mentioned this earlier about your significant presence on social media and the impactful platform you have. But along with living through cannabis and being a walking testimony, how are you making your voice and experiences heard so other people can experience the lasting benefits that marijuana can provide? So just tell us, I guess, some real-world examples of, of people you've come across that are, are having positive benefits from cannabis. All right. Do you know who my partner is? I think I told you, right? Uh, is it, YouTube channel, right? Is that is that tropical? Yep, tropical. Well, you um. All right, he has built my website. I'm gonna my website will be launched in about a week. Oh, that's awesome. What's what's the uh what's the domain name gonna be? Gondrigo.com. Gondrigo.com. Simple enough. Fucking a, homie. Come on. Simple than that. Yeah, he built it. It's beautiful. He works for me from Brazil. That's awesome. That's awesome. Is is yeah. is he? Does he travel with you whenever you go across and, and talk to certain people in the in the cannabis industry? So, kind of, I guess, what are some just impacts you've seen on on other people from cannabis? I have real life cases every day, my dear. I from where I'm at. I thought you were here. See, that's the thing. I thought you were in Scottsdale. Isn't that the funniest thing? <laughs> that's God. I thought you were fucking right here. All right, um, well, I'm going to get down to the, what, what gets me is, here's the thing, cannabis cures, I'm very passionate, and I, I, you know, people say, oh, I'm passionate, well, sometimes I hate to hear that, but I'm going to say it, I am passionate about how cannabis helps people in their daily life. Make no mistake, I love being high, but let's talk about how cannabis helps us in our daily life as far as pain, anxiety, depression. You know, there are so many ailments that people have that cannabis cures. That is what I want to hear about. The veterans. You know, they're not allowed to talk about, they're not, that, you know about that, right, Cameron? Right, right. It's a, it's a lot of, that's the kind of situation right now is a lot of the veterans, they, they'll get taken off of their prescription medications if they get yes. caught with THC yes. in their system. It's fucked up, Cameron. No, it is, it is messed up. up. I, I hear stories like that even at the, at the CBD kiosk, like not, not every day, but, but quite sometimes it's like people want to get into it and try the natural side of things, but they, they just get scared from what the what's going to happen at their at their VA clinic and, and things of that sort. No, here's the thing. Grandma, I think I told you this. If grandma told you when you were 
pot and weed. Oh no doubt it has that it has that positive connotation where a dope weed pot it, it has a that dope, negative dope negative pot, stigma. Cannabis, no doubt. Boom. So if grandma told you that dope was bad when you were two years old and it was going to kill you, what did you believe? You dope. believed grandma, didn't you? Right, right. You, you, you have to. You have to trust your trust your elders, trust things like that. But they have that. It's that so old, now, old school I'm mindset. Older, and I'm telling you that it's not going to fucking kill you. And I'm showing you on my pages that it's not. Boom. Right, right. It's killed. It's killed zero people in the history of time. I just, it's, it's almost unfathomable. Zero people. Yet alcohol and tobacco kills. What is it? Half a million people each year. Pretty much. Narcotics. You know what? I don't have the numbers for last year, but in 2017, narcotics killed over 60,000 people, and 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 cannabis killed zero. Not even one. Not even one. Fucking zero. Our government's been lying to us. It's all about money, Cameron. It's all about money. It, it always does re- revolve back around to that. It's just... It's that cash yeah, grab. I told you, my both my parents were fucking six feet under because of cigarettes. Le- legally my purchased. All legally four. purchased. My mom died of stage four lung cancer. It went to her brain dead. My dad died of COPD. What was it caused from? Cigarettes. Well, how did my mom die? Cigarettes. Boom. Well, firstly, I'm saddened to hear about your loss, but what's upsetting and disturbing to me is the underlying cause that could have perhaps been avoided. But shame on her if she ever smoked a joint, though. On paper, that's that's what it is. You you can't buy cannabis, but you you can buy cigarettes and alcohol. Facts, baby, facts. It is all about the facts, and, and that ties into the education side of things. Like once the education's out there, like if more people heard that that story of just even even being six feet under, specifically from a legal substance, it it has to change people's minds. It has to. Well, wouldn't you think? But let's revert back to. Right, right, and, and and what what better business model is it than to sell an addictive substance? And that what, that's what the pharmaceutical industry does. That's what the tobacco industry does. That's what the alcohol industry does. But the one thing that's not addictive, cannabis, it's federally illegal. It it it, it doesn't add up. It it really doesn't add up. And like like you always revert back to though, it, it's money. It is money. And to, to sadly bring our discussion to a close, how will you continue to spread the ultimate truth about cannabis in the future? So just kind of, I guess, future plans as, as Gondra Girl and, and or other ventures. But where do you see where do you see yourself going tomorrow and in the, in the next five, ten years and forever with Gondra Girl? Forever. Uh, there you go. Forever. I do not ever plan on stop being Gondra Girl. The day that Ganja Girl stops is the day I die. But 
make no mistake, I've already made arrangements for Ganja Girl to be continued when I die. I don't ever plan on stopping Ganja Girl. Never. It's awesome because Ganja Girl. Why should I? Ganja Girl stands for more than just obviously, obviously you, obviously for any individual. It, it means much more being a larger symbol. And that's what the world of cannabis is all about. You inspired me with this podcast series being a symbol of cannabis. You mentioned this before, but you give people a voice. You said that everyone kind of thinks, or a lot of people think the same way as you. You're just be giving people a voice on the large platform you have. So I, I commend you for that. There's a lot of people out there that are not as boastful as me they don't want to stand out like i am i am a i'm a walking testament i don't i i walk around with a pot leaf on me 90 percent of the time i don't care what people think about me as far as my um cannabis life and a lot of people out there don't want to be who i am does that make sense to you right right they don't want that kind of exposure no, they don't. No, no. They don't want to walk around. They just want to have a very casual life. They want to smoke their weed. They want to be underground, if you will. They want to do it, do it secretively. I, and, I'm, and I'm not. Here I am. I'm here to tell you that I smoke weed. It helps me. It helps my pain. Narcotics kill and cannabis cures. That's what I want. That's the message that I want to send. And, and, that, and that's amazing because I feel like whenever it's kept a secret, just the use of cannabis, it, it almost hurts the cause and hurts the progression because once we talk about it, once we learn about it, once we educate on it more, it's only the, the, once the facts and truth are out, there's really no denying it. But right now we are in that secretive transition where a lot of people don't want to come out and talk about it. And that's why you, you fit the bill so, so well in that regard, because you can give those people that want to stay behind the scenes that voice and that message. And that will ultimately progress the, the world of cannabis and the cannabis industry in general. Well, and there's a lot of people out there that have jobs that are in jeopardy if they know if their employer knew that they smoked weed oh god they'd lose their job those are the people that i love the most because they love me they can't follow me they can't comment the ghostwriter you know what a ghostwriter is right right kind yeah, of the ghostwriters yeah they go in and they just look at me they can't comment they can't love nothing they cannot do anything but they love but that bond's there. You're giving those people that voice. You're giving other people voice. I and mean, just in, in general, you're giving that voice for people behind the scenes. They can't even really acknowledge you. But you know they're there, and they know you're there. Yes. Exactly. Awesome, awesome stuff all around. So we've learned today, cannabis has a tremendous positive impact on humanity and certainly has a place in our future. I want to thank Ganja Girl from the bottom of my heart for joining the conversation today on the world of cannabis. Just a reminder to check out her Instagram at G-O-N-J-A-G-I-R-L underscore and do not hesitate to reach out to her. She is here for the residents of the world of cannabis. Also, please don't forget to subscribe, share, and comment on this episode to get our message out to the world. Head to theworldofcannabis.org to send suggestions for future episodes. We will see you all back here next time. And then, Gondra Girl, you want to join me in this one? We usually say, until then, enjoy the world of cannabis at the end of each episode. I want to I do it in unison with you here. 
All right, everybody. Until next time. Enjoy the world, world of, of cannabis. cannabis.